Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, episode number 329 on deck. Excited to have you along for the ride this evening. Brian, making the trip into the studio, and you're what, 12 days away from being on? Four. Four? Four? Saturday, yeah. In, in theory, uh, Friday's my last day of the work till January 4th. So That's exciting. Yeah, it's pretty good. I uh, had full intentions of being here last week. Um, as a lot of people know, my mom had passed and uh, told the wife, told the kids, everybody I was, I was coming to going to come to the podcast. And uh, we went to the gym and worked out and we had the day off, so we went a little early. But uh, I just... As the day went on, I started feeling less confident about being here, and um, you know, I've I've been in this chair a lot of times. As, as you've said, some really amazing and thoughtful and uh, beautiful things about people after they've passed, and uh, I knew you were going to do that for my mom. Sure. Um, <laughs> I knew I wouldn't be able to handle it. Because I'm not doing a real good job of handling it now. Um, but, so I, I decided to, to uh, take the night off. Um, but I did listen to what you had to say, and it was uh, everything that I just said. It was it was really amazing, and uh, I really appreciate it, as I've told you prior. Sure. Um, but uh, I'd just like to take a second and thank all of the Derby friends and family that we've made over the last six or seven years. Um, it was truly amazing the amount of support and well wishes and condolences and everything that I had and, and received from everybody. Um, like I said, I just want to thank everybody. And uh, Sure. You know, it's uh, it's tough. Um, very close, but gotta gotta continue on because that's what she would want. So here I am, and hopefully we can get on to, to something happier after this. Well, we got episode three twenty nine on the on on deck, and if anybody wants to see something that can offer some comic relief, tune into the final round show that was last Thursday. I couldn't even remember what episode it was. When I started the show, uh, I stumbled through it. I, I, I blew it trying to turn the microphones on. It was, it was, it was a, a unmitigated train wreck. <laughs> it was, it was pretty rough. That doesn't happen with you um, usually. No, it was, it was, it was definitely a, a rough one. Getting caught up on everything that's going on in the live chat here. Tristan Regal checking in. Nick Stepic, he's saying hi. Alex Vasco saying he's good to see you. Uh, good to see you back. Um, Scott Brown. Offering some more condolences here. Nick Stepic, same thing. Mark Wolf, thinking of you. So that's always cool to see. Um, Appreciate it. As we were getting ready to go, this this tripod that this camera's on, it's a, I believe it's a Ravelli. We've got probably seven of these at home. And 
uh, I had to do some filming for swim meets at school. Sweet. And they gave me the. Do you still have the do, touch? Do you remember the Targus? You remember the Targus? I couldn't tell one if you hit me with it. Okay. Well, remember the aluminum one that barely could hold up a ream of paper? Yeah. Early on? Well, the school got these 4K cameras and those tripods. <laughs> and they said, we got to do something a little better. So I, I, I just grabbed the first tripod. I got the original. The first one, it was missing stuff off the feet. It was, it was covered in hair and everything from sitting out in the garage or whatever. So... Uh, the handle on the side to tighten down how you can set the center section up and down, it, it was broke off at, at some point. So I, I grabbed a second one. This was the one that's been tried and true. It still had the, uh, the, the power strip taped to the side and everything. I brought that one there and the adjusting knob to, tie, to, to tighten the foot on the camera was broken off of that one. <laughs> the, top was all, the top was all eroded and broken, and, and, and not broken, uh, worn down and everything. And I was just like, how did we do this? So I couldn't get it to tighten up enough. The shop room, shop class, mm -hmm. the door was unlocked. Apparently the janitors were in there to clean or whatever. And I found a pair of needles. Those pliers was able to tighten it down enough to where... It did the job. We filmed this for me, thinking, "How in the world did we do this?" And do it so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, some of those tripods have been through some abuse. I tell you that. Well, some of them were probably in the bags that got dropped out of the airplane Not at thirty-eight thousand going to maybe Minnesota. The one, maybe the one, but but the rest of that stuff, it always it always traveled with us after that point. But I'm sure that being in the bags jostled around underneath an airplane belly didn't help any anybody <laughs> either. But. Uh, but nonetheless, it was kind of fun to, to revisit that, especially with, you know, all the, you know, um, Josh and Ben and Track Shot were down at uh, uh, Dead Man's Buried Alive show this weekend and, and carrying all that action over the course of two days. And, and boy, they wrecked a lot of stuff. And Tori Schutte made the, the, the post of the weekend, said that, sorry, Utah, Maryland's the hardest-hitting drivers now. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'd, I'd put some New York guys up against that. But that was I, – I heard it was a good hard-hitting show, yeah. It was uh, – Quite a few drivers from out of town down there. A lot of that money came back to Pennsylvania. One of the drivers that brought some of that money back to the Keystone State. It's actually a Commonwealth, but who's counting? <laughs> uh, Ken Cascadden. And Ken, we got to know Ken when we were following the 2014 uh, Bolt Lockwood Reckless Warriors Tour. Mm -hmm. and, and we saw Ken at Keystone Nationals a, a couple times and, and was excited to hear this news. He won... The Dead Man Rumble, which is a, a very rare format demolition derby. Stoneboro did it a couple years ago. And, um, and uh, sure enough, Greg Mayberry checking in. That's cool. Sorry for your loss, Greg Mayberry checking in. That's cool. Um, every, every so many seconds, just like the Royal Rumble in WWE, a, another car would enter. And Ken, uh, Ken uh, very much emulating uh, a Randy Orton or... Uh, Roman Reigns type entry got the luck of the draw and came out there and 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 pulled down the win and driving a little spirited after an issue in the 10k class. Man, Ken, uh, Ken, congratulations on the win. Tell us about what this weekend was like and what this win means to you. Uh, first off, thank you and uh, Brian. I'm sorry to hear about your mother. That I can only imagine what you're going through, buddy. Thanks, I appreciate it. But uh, uh, this weekend was uh, <laughs> it was kind of like a spiral of emotions, to say the least. Um, you know, we got there. Uh, I, I told TJ, you know, for months that 
I was going to bring the most legit car set to his rules that I possibly could. And, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, the inspection was phenomenal. The guys, uh, you know, between Jake and Justin and uh, DJ and uh, all, the whole crew, was they were just phenomenal with uh, tech. And I, I feel like the playing field was, you know, exactly where it should have been. You know, I, I don't think there was anybody rolling in with anything too crazy. And, you know, the cut lists, you know, it seemed like everybody kind of wanted to follow up with their builds with what TJ had preached, you know, for months. Like, this will be a legit show. This will be a legit show. And it really seemed like, you know, for the most part, you know, that's what happened with all the drivers. So, but, uh, you know, as far as the actual running part of it, uh, you know, everything about it was, yeah, it, it was awesome. You know, the way that everybody got each other, other drivers, the uh, crew members and everything like that, everybody got, everybody hyped up for the weekend. So, and that's, you know, TJ before, you know, the 10K feature before the rumble feature. And, you know, he was just, getting everybody amped up and I, I and I believe that that was a credit to how much junk was made sure you know they wanted they wanted a fast-paced derby they wanted and they and that's exactly what they got and that was definitely credit to the track being I mean that track was hands down the best track I've ever been on <laughs> as far as traction mobility and it, you when you're honing into it and you got a solid suspension in a vehicle and you're able to slide rather than bounce and beat your head off of the ceiling the whole time, like some of the rough tracks that I've been on personally, you know, that's, that's really saying something. Where did you enter? What was your draw for the, for the rumble itself? For the rumble itself, I was 24 out of the 25. Nice. It it was kind of, it was one of them deals. And I, after the 10K heats and feature, I I was feeling very confident going into the 10K feature. And I ended up ultimately just putting myself in a bad position about five minutes in. And uh, right before they brought the Reapers in, they had timed me out. So that kind of ruined, you know, my, my hopes and dreams for the weekend. And, uh, you know, I, I immediately, you know, went back and, was trying to think of other options because I, I didn't want to come back to Pennsylvania feeling the way I felt. So I, I asked DJ if I could pay another entry and get into the Rumble, and uh, ultimately that, that's what happened. So, you know, after the 10K feature, you know, I went back and uh, just literally backed my car, you know, 500 yards up and you know, parked it on the turn three there of the raceway with all the Rumble cars and waited for what I needed to do. I had my crew members run back and they got fuel for me and a sledgehammer and everything else. And, you know, we really didn't need much because, you know, it was only five minutes in the feature there, the 10K class. But, you know, that's ultimately all we did. And it, it as he lined us up, we're all sitting there, you know, and you can't tell what's going on. That rumbles a whole different dynamic mm-hmm. than what you're used to see you know you're used to the countdown or this and that and you know as i'm sitting there where he backed us in there you i couldn't see what was happening on the track so until they called my number i didn't know if i was running against 
20 cars or two when I went out onto that track until I got right up to the line. Crazy. And you talk about the adrenaline. I mean, when you're sitting there and, you know, TJ kind of leaned down when it got to 10 seconds and he just looked at me and kind of sarcastically given me a 10, 9. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, it was something cool, you know, it kind of took the – a little bit of it off, but, you know, just kind of made me chuckle a little bit right before I went out there, and then, you know, it was time to go to work, obviously. So, real quick, because TJ is a huge WWE fan. Really? Yes. It's yeah, hard to believe. That. We talked about that last week. Huh. Um, Ken joins the likes of winning from the number two, second-to-last position. Uh, Brock Lesnar and... Um, uh, I just had it here a second ago. I would think you'd have it memorized. Brock Lesnar and Edge won from the second-to-last entry position, and then people to win from 24 was The Rock, Steve Austin, and Hulk Hogan. That's pretty good company. Yeah, so so just just mention those guys anytime anybody asks you about it from (laughs) from there. What happened in the 10K class that that threw things off from the get-go? Was was it just something silly or? Well, uh, for me, I, I mean, as far as the heat, uh, I, I felt as though I ran an extremely clean heat, and uh, I was definitely in a hard heat. I mean, the second heat, everybody, the pace of the second heat was just phenomenal right from the gate. So, and it was kind of kind of like a survival of the fittest thing. It's either you're going to kill or be killed in this situation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, my car was a little bit more banged up than what I, I was hoping for after the heat, but uh, we went back and, I, I mean, my, Everybody just busted their humps, and we got her put back together looking pretty good for the feature. And then the feature, you know, uh, got out there. Very, like I said, it kind of seemed to me like I was making the right decision at the time, but I was staying up on the entrance side of the track because I didn't know exactly how they were going to be bringing these Reapers in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were bringing the Reapers in at the five-minute mark. So right. I knew I didn't want to be on the opposite end of the track when that <laughs> happened. So I was figuring I could kind of outsmart them. Well, it turned out the way it was. I was I, I was keeping myself a good distance from the wall, or so I thought. Well, I ended up taking about a free train of cars into the side of me, and then uh, my back bumper had flipped, and it had mm-hmm. caught the... Uh, pillar of a dead car ah. and on top of that I was up against the wall and I I was really I was close to getting out close to getting out and then it just it didn't happen so I, I like I said I, I was more irritated at myself than anything I, I knew I messed up my, my wife looked at me and she's like well you know you shouldn't have been doing that right <laughs> I, I know that I don't need to hear that <laughs> What kind of car did you have? It was a 74 Olds 98. Nice. It was uh, actually the first Olds that I've, I had built. I've ran Impalas and Caprices and stuff, but never a Deuce or an Olds. But, and uh, I'm definitely a fan. Definitely a fan. Yeah, I know. I've seen Mark Sayopa have some pretty good runs in those Olds. They're, mm-hmm. they're a pretty decent car. Oh, yeah. I was talking with Corey Rally about the Olds Mobiles. Yeah. Over the couple of days before, uh, everybody broke south for – for Maryland, how how did everything else go from from your perspective this year? You didn't didn't exactly uh, have the year probably that you expected with the way twenty twenty unfolded, but uh, certainly a good way to end it. Right. Well, uh, we set a lot of really 
high goals this year out of our shop. You know, with uh, we, we have uh, between it kind of ranges. We have you know five, six consistent guys, and but we build a lot of stuff. I mean, we probably built at least. 30 vehicles, whether from minivans, compacts, all these stock trucks, full size. I mean, we've, we've done about every class this year out of the shop. And uh, it, we just have a great group of guys that, um, and we, we were all motivated to run certain shows. And as, for, as far as myself, I, I had set some pretty high goals. We, we were running a team show at Metal Mayhem, well, Spring Explosion, Metal Mayhem, when they combined them there. We uh, signed up just because we didn't know when the, our first opportunity to run was going to be, and we said, well, we're going to Portland. So we uh, we set the goal of going out there and, you know, bringing back the money, and that's what we did. We took, we took four trucks out, and ultimately – three of the four trucks that we took out were in the top six trucks and I ended up uh, bringing home the win for my team which was me and my dad so cool. doesn't get and much then, better uh, than that we, we I mean we had a solid we, we ran I, I believe myself I ran five times or six times five or six times I'm not exactly certain but we won or I ended up winning three of the three of the five that i ran so i was i was pretty happy with that and then to just cap it off with you know the rumble win there that was that was definitely something <laughs> that win when you won with the team with your dad uh compared to this i, mean, I gotta imagine that those two rank right up there as your your uh, most memorable victories yeah yeah i think i think the whole uh portland thing was was really kind of it, it, it's a different feeling than winning solo, um, you know, because it was it, from the drop of the green flag out there in Portland. It was just mass chaos. It, they were everybody on that track was out to get it, and that's kind of the same way that it was down there at uh, Buried Alive. I mean, it was the same. I, I, when I went out onto the track at Buried Alive, it was just absolute mass chaos every heat it didn't matter 10k class uh you know the uh rumble or not i mean it, it was everybody was getting it and it was just you you had to you had to be into the skinny pedal or else you you weren't you were going to be a sitting duck basically sure so it, it was definitely definitely neat i know you know pulling out into the rumble not knowing what to expect or anything like that i kind of figured i would be a target being that they're like, oh, he's a pre-run, you know, because the, the car, I mean, the car did look hurt, and it is hurt, but uh, I figured they would be on me, which they were. The couple guys there at the end, they were trying to box me in towards the end, and I just basically, there was I know there was a solid 40 seconds where I didn't lift off of my red line. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Check, checking the valve springs a little bit, make sure everything's good. <laughs> right. I, I told uh, I told Brent Johnson before I went out there. I said, "Well, I'm not going to be easy on it." And he goes, "What do you think I built him for?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's it's nice having that confidence in in your powertrain. You know that the, between my uh, and I don't have a, a super big hammer or nothing. It's it's a, a super solid 355 that it Brent and I have 
you know, ha- I've had it since 2015. So, and it's just it's beat up, it's banged the blocks, got you know, I mean, it's it's been through hell and back, and it's just it's been a very solid motor for me, and it consistently has done well. So, you, and I, yeah, I always thank, I always tell Brent I can't thank him enough for that kind of stuff. And you know, we got a sol- solid transmission behind it, built by Bill Hurlbrink. He's just a local guy to me, and it's, I mean, it's absolutely flawless. So, That's awesome. I knew the powertrain would take it. Did you win the red line in the Reckless Warrior no. Series? No. Oh, I was. I was no, that was that Roman won that quarter. Oh, that's right. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, and then uh, I mean, there's so many guys, at least with my build, that had a hand in it. Mm-hmm. That it just—I mean, I'm telling you—it just felt flawless down there. It, I mean, it ran solid, and I had just had a brand new rear end in it, uh, built by Smith Metalworks and Chance and Casey. They they blew that one out of the park for me. I mean, it, there was 15, 20 guys every five minutes coming over hey are you the one with the smith rear are you the one with the smith rear? and they were, they were looking at it because i mean it just looks absolutely crazy but it's practical and it's it's awesome it, it i mean it's solid as heck so awesome it's definitely neat but you got any plans for next year i got it well i i might be jumping the gun here i anticipate that you're probably done for 2020 and looking ahead to 21 yeah, we're uh, kind of going to slow it down a little bit, not going to run around as much. We are going to do uh, the team show at uh, Spring Explosion again with the trucks. Uh, this year's supposed to be my my dad's last year, mm-hmm. but he's been saying that for, well, the last 10 years. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we... Uh, we want to go out and do the team show thing one more time, whether it be, you know, whether he's on my team or one of the other guys out of my shop or not, we'll have to figure that out. We, we, we're not a hundred percent certain yet. So, but we want to do that. Um, I'm definitely a Keystone nationals is in my mind. Um, and definitely dead man. No, no matter what, I, I know I'm, I'll be a dead man next year because like I said, the whole experience down there was just, it was awesome. I mean, when you go to a derby and you get to see, you know, 300 some kids, you know, trick or treating and, you know, just having an awesome time, you know, getting autographs from drivers and everything. I mean, it was just, it was just a really neat feel down there. And you, you know, they, they held to their scheduling and every, I mean, it, the, their itinerary was followed almost to a T, and it was just it was it was really cool to see something roll so almost seamlessly, you know. So we'll we'll definitely be going back down there. Excellent. Well, cool. that's uh, that's certainly good to hear, Ken. Man, I I appreciate you coming on and and sharing a little bit about your your weekend, your season. I'm glad everything went well. It's uh, Certainly rebounded in the rebounded in the right way to to pull down the win in the the rumble. You said the car is hurt. Is that is that it? Then you're going to scrap that out, or are you still going to be able to patch that together? Well, I I, I got to make a few adjustments on it, but I, I do believe that you'll see it in 2021. Um, it's it needs some more fix-it plates. <laughs> so it's it's definitely hurting, but I, I do believe you guys will see that car probably at uh, one of Frankie Guy's shows uh, down in at Hardcore there. Awesome. So we'll, we'll probably just keep the powertrain in it for the first run and uh, 
you know, try, hopefully finish it off down there. But there um, before I go, I do want to thank, you know, for obviously my, my wife, she, she's my rock. I mean, mm-hmm. she's the only reason why I get to do this stuff, you know, and it's it's really great, you know, having her in the garage with me and, you know, being supportive and, you know, I mean, <laughs> everybody that derbies, they know how it can be a struggle sometimes for their relationships. But I, I will say mine, mine's an absolute trooper. And, uh, you know, the guys that help me all the time in the garage, you know, Jay Nugent, you know, Kevin Dieter, Rodney Matthews, Kenny Marsh, you know, and my dad, like it's, you know, these, these guys, you know, and Charles Kaiser, you know, I mean, we, (laughs) we got a pretty good system down and it's, it's great to, great to feel that way. Awesome. Well, you beat me to the last question. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd you want to thank? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So we got, uh, we got, we got Steven Sickles waiting in the wings here, so we're going to shift gears and talk with Steven. He picked up a couple wins down there, another one of the guys from the, uh, the hardcore crew. Mm-hmm. So we'll be catching up with him. Ken, man, congratulations on the win. Um, can't say it enough, and uh, I was real happy to see your name come across that uh, Facebook feed. Well done. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Have a good one. We'll catch you soon. Yep. See you guys. There it goes. Ken Kaskadden coming away with the win there at the Dead Man Rumble. Uh, buried alive. So switching gears here, um, Scott Kiefer. He had a he had a good time watching it, and all for him racing. Said so it was uh, enjoyed watching the camera work, which was cool. Chad Kuykendall, he's on there. I'll one of the best derbies he's ever him. ran. Huh? I was checking out on uh, on Alex's page. Um, he brought up Frankie Guy um, over the weekend. Frankie's wife put up a picture of Frankie's trophy room. Not. Yeah. His derby trophy room, but his hunting trophy room. Yeah. Oh my lord! The next time he's on air, I'm probably gonna have to ask a lot of hunting questions because he's did got. You, did you see Brent Clemens? Yeah, I was gonna bring that up too. He shot a monster. So, Stephen. All right, perfect. Yeah, Brent got a nice buck. Well, did you did you catch up with everything that was going on? He yeah. got a really nice buck. Yeah. And it was diagnosed with CWD. Yes, and so then he, he went, back, went out and got another, got another one. one. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I got all that. There was, there was, there was some. There was something else I was gonna. I can't remember. Head on quick, and I can't remember what it was. But while you're thinking of it, Stephen Sickles is, is joining us on the line quickly. Uh, Joy Malloy did a baby reveal by running over some some powder filled balloons with nice. his drift car, nice. and it spit the blue the blue uh, powder all over the place. Duncan Cram has a birthday today, and said you got to check your Facebook messages. Um, we have a kid in uh, in class who is a huge hunting fan. So I've been pulling up the pictures of like Sam Bando's little oh deers and yeah, Brent Clemens deers and stuff. And uh, and the kid always goes. The, the only reaction is just slack jaw. Whoa, yes, we don't have anything like that right now. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, we're talking about trophy room. Stephen Sickles able to add a couple of them to the trophy room this weekend, coming over with two wins in, a, in an event. Not the first time we've seen you do it, but it certainly wasn't an easy path down there at Dead Man. Stephen, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about the weekend down there in Maryland. Well, um, anybody that knows me knows I procrastinate, so it was very hectic to begin with. <laughs> um, but... We pulled into the entrance, and my teammate, John Howman, he's more always prepared. And then me and Mark pulled in, had to do, like, last-minute adjustments as we're trying to get through tech. And um, 
man, for the first time, TJ having a show, he he did really well, really really well. I was um, I supported him the whole way, but I was also in the back of my head like, man, he has a lot that he's trying to do, especially for the first time. How's this gonna work? How smooth is this show gonna run? I just thought there's too much going on, and he pulled it all together somehow. I don't know how he did it. Well, it's uh. It's always good to be good, but sometimes lucky's better. Yeah, lucky luck, luck always helps. It helps when you uh, you put the, the the gauntlet down, as it were. The way mm-hmm. that TJ did and said, "Look, we're not going to put up with any nonsense." And there yep. was cars that were up on the lift afterwards, and 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 being checked over pretty well. And for all intents and purposes, it sounds like that went the way that it was supposed to, and and tech went the way that it was supposed to, and nobody was so far over the top that the that the show got behind. Um, it was a it was an optimistic couple days. Um, your first win. Take us take us through what what round one was like for you. Round one. Well, um, <laughs> thank, thankfully, I have like I said two great teammates. Um, Don and Mark are actually the ones that technically won the derby, but it was a team effort. Right. Um, I had lost brakes right away, and I knew if you saw the track, the track was awesome, super tacky, but them walls were not forgiving. I felt um. <laughs> They were sort of soft, so you could get put up on them and be stuck and left out to dry. So um, I made my shots count, and not all eight of them before I junked myself. <laughs> I know I did some damage, and I, I left sore and left some people sore, for sure. Um, we went in with the team having a really solid strategy, I thought. With the speed and length of that track, our strategy went out the door, like, within 30 seconds. <laughs> it, was, um, it was sort of hectic and a lot more chaotic than I thought it was going to be. We definitely, some derbies you get to drive your drive. That derby you just had to drive. I mean, we, me and John took wagons and Mark had a sedan and we were very confident in how we set up our cages and how we set up the back of our wagon. We're like, hey, listen, we're going to run this end of the track. We're going to take the shots for you. We're going to drive your drive and do what you got to do. I think I made like two hits with the back. I just went forward and it, it was hectic. That's you know that's the, the the famous quote from Mike Tyson is everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And there's it's yeah. I mean it's it's got, it's like punched in the face a few times physically and mentally there. Yeah, <laughs> and it, that's the thing. I mean, you get in a derby and you know if everybody's driving hard, you you got to keep up the pace or you're going to be the odd man out and going to get junked. So it's. I remember that when I went up to San Filippo, and actually the only other time I won two in one night, um, up San Filippo a few years ago, I put the car in reverse and I got hit in like I, I got hit like three times before I got to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> so I screw this. I'm going forward. These guys are crazy. <laughs> I thought you won two in one night in Kentucky once. You had a van and a compact. No, I just no? Oh. I recall I won a van. I think that's it. You've taken a lot of headshots too, so. <laughs> yeah, I might I might be forgetful here, but I definitely want to San Felipe. I remember that. That's that's uh that's one to remember too. It's another another one of the the, the, the crown jewels of our area for sure. Everybody Absolutely. wants to be part of it. So then, I want to do with the same car at San Felipe, which was even a little bit more wild. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know what? I thought I could have beat Klinger in the Rumble. Whatever, I, I don't know, or whatever it's called at the end. But you know, I figured I'd let him win that one. 
Yeah, a lot of guys seem to figure that same thing. <laughs> I was contemplating getting back out, and I was like, I, I even talked to him, I believe, before, and I was like, if I take this compact out, don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably just looked at you and smiled, right? Yeah, he was like, he was like, I think he said, don't mess with me, I won't mess with you or something, because them compacts were on the big cars, so yeah. I, I, I'm sure it's not fun having little bees swarm around you in a full-size car. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're they're they can get after you pretty tough. We've we've seen that before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, then we shift gears and and fast forward through your uh, buried alive weekend, and you took home win number two. Well, win number two is that what you said? Yeah. Win number two is in the van class. Actually, mm-hmm. like I said, I got put up on, that wall was very unforgiving. I got put up on the wall very early. I thought I was done, and somehow I got lucky and got off and. Um, I went down across the track, and something hit me so hard that, I mean, my head hit the side post on the driver's side of the van somehow, square, and busted me open. I don't know what it was, but whoever was, good shot. Wow. I took, and after that, it was just like a different drive. I don't know what got into me. I don't know how the van held up as long as it did, but them Toyota Sienna's are no joke. <laughs> they're, they're hard. I mean, I... I ran the balls off that thing, so to say, and it just held in there. That's awesome. That's awesome. We've we've been to a lot of shows where you've won. I mean, we've you know we we've seen you have a lot of Florida success over year. the years. So it's you know it was it, it wasn't a surprise to to hear that you'd won two in a night. That uh, you know well, that I actually had a sort of off year. I've only won three shows up until this point all year, which for me is not common. I've had a lot of fourth places and a lot of bad luck. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say that is that you know I, we're friends on Facebook and I've 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 you know seen your posts and you've definitely seemed very frustrated with how your how your year has gone. So you know to have it to have it turn around and uh, have you know you know be on the winning end uh, in two different heats in, in one night definitely is a, a nice way to uh, to kind of wrap things up at the end of twenty twenty. Absolutely, it felt good like a good way to end the year. Even though I got that urge now, I got that motivation back. I want to go back out there and find another show now. <laughs> Turkey Derby. Did you get into that? Uh, I'm contemplating it. You know, yeah. I, I love the I love co-creation promotions and everything, but both times I went to Turkey Derby, I felt like I almost died of hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> if I go there, I'm going to have to either ramp up on like a heated jacket or get like one of them propane things to keep me up. Like <laughs> run that in the car with you. I uh, I yeah. think that I think Stephen, we've seen. Stephen win in the the most different states of any oh, driver yeah. that we've seen. That's easy. Yeah, Maryland was a new one. I'm gonna try and check off a couple of new next year for sure. Yeah, definitely. That that's an easy Ron one. Ron McClung messaged me. He's like, "Hey, you need to get up to Canada. We'll get you into vans." <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, those. You know, we uh, watching. It was it was actually a mini meltdown this year. I was watching those vans and like, like I remember like the, the hillbilly hammer locally, Charlie Bowman, he has put on some incredible shows with those vans and those things are just, and like, you know, I said something to you once about the fact that, um, one of the smaller, like a minivan beat the full size trucks and you were like, yeah, but that doesn't really surprise me. But I, you know, come, it doesn't because those vans are just, they take such a beating. And I mean, 
the 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 hits they deliver and just I love watching it, but I'm way too old and out of shape to be in the car doing it. So it's I, it's great to watch. But I can't man. remember the name of the guy, but he won Wheel Days back to back years, and I think he did it with the same van. One of the last That's years that, that we went out to Wheel Days, and I can't think of the can't think of the gentleman's name, but he beat Suburbans and full size pickups and stuff, and those vans are gnarly. And and the the thing with those vans is we've talked about how tough they are. Out in Dunkirk, they ran the vans with the six-cylinder compacts. Really? They didn't run them with the full-size cars and stuff. They, they, or, no. or in a heat by themselves because they, they didn't have a junk run element yeah. at Dunkirk in the fair. So if a minivan did happen to show up, typically it was just a, a, a two-wheel drive. Actually, it t- typically it was a two-wheel drive Voyager or caravan. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't anything else. Yeah. And um, they always did very well. Uh, Steve Lanen, he had one one time. Steve did I see his, that he went wife. to Dead Man? Yeah, he sure did. Yep, cool. he did. Cool. I thought I saw that on one of the Facebook yeah, he did, posts. He did all right. There was a uh, Brian Hendrickson was down there. Uh, Dallas went down there. Uh, yep. Uh, the Walton. A couple of the Walton. I think a couple Ford of Walton. making that comment when um, he said Maryland's the hardest hitting now. But you look at the show, and there were so many New York drivers, Pennsylvania, Virginia. The, 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 it, the drivers from all around Maryland are definitely, they're all wild. <laughs> I don't normally I don't normally drive like that, but they push me to drive like that. It was fun. If everyone's doing it, I'm game to do it. But I hate to be that guy that like everyone's junking themselves, and there's this guy that sits back and just beats you because he hasn't hit anybody. So I normally try and lay back and sort of get a feel of the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. There. It was just wild. That's what good drivers do. Me, I just usually go, okay, this looks fun, and start hitting people. So it's you know. So the successful drivers could be uh, disciplined, but us normal guys, not so much. <laughs> uh, Steven, is there anybody that you want to make mention of here before we let you go? Oh, absolutely. First off, my teammates, Mark and John, they did a hell of a job feeling the deal, I guess I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad helps me out more than anyone with a lot of this stuff. Uh, we had some outside help. We, we had... Uh, our buddy Chase always helps. We had some new guys that actually stepped up the last week of the build and came down. Jacob Schaefer, Cody Cesarino. Um, definitely all hands on deck to get the stuff done due to procrastination, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, I mean, just got to thank family, and we're blessed with opportunities in this world, and I definitely live a good life. That's awesome. So are you going to run the the normal full Steven Sickles schedule again next year? Is that the plan if, you know, this COVID shit's done? Or what's on the agenda for next year? You know, I, I constantly think about slowing down, but then I get two wins and I'm like, hell yeah, I can take on the world. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what I'm going to do. That's awesome. Well, hopefully, uh... I wanted to run Daytona, I got canceled. I wanted to run Redneck, didn't get in. So, I mean, I'm batting a thousand, but I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> Once, once Mark gets the finalized unified uh, 2021 unified point series schedule out there, you'll have plenty of opportunities. Yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in that. Um, I sort of went about it wrong this year. I think I tried too hard in the beginning and rushed a few things. I think that's mm-hmm. what happened. I mean, I missed minor mistakes on my car that put me out of the money. Like, I didn't realize this fuel cell had a slow leak right at the mm-hmm. hose and I mean, I ran, I took the car and got um, trailered the first time, and then I took it back two weeks. And I ran out of fuel when I got down to four cars. Oh. And it's like stupid stuff like that got me all year. That stinks. So I got a bunch of free rounds. I got a bunch of fresh cars that were intended for shows already that got canceled or changed. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if you see me at 15, 20 shows next year. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that is a lot of ambition, man. Good for you. <laughs> That's crazy. So, you, just real quick before we let you go, you mentioned that this wasn't a uh, you know one of your one of your uh, typical years. What's the most wins you've had in a season? Want to say either I want to say eleven one year. Wow, that's very impressive. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow! I um I didn't start running as much as I did until 2016, 2017 though. So gotcha. 17, 18, 19 were really good years. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you know, you've, you've definitely won shows. You know, uh, you know, we we've seen you win more shows than probably anybody when we've done our 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 podcasts and stuff. It's we've definitely seen you win a stage, lot. Yep. So and I always look up to the drivers like Rick Clark and then um, what's his name up in Canada? Reg. Um, he's he's a bad dude behind the wheel. Reg Bonanno, is that it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He. I look up to guys like that and just want to sort of be like that throughout my career. Two good guys to, to follow right there. A lot of success. No question yep. there. And they do it in all kinds of different stuff is what I love. I, we, um, they used to have a shirt for a week. Cra- or, uh, it was like We Crash and Mall, Bigger Small or something like that. And that was my favorite shirt because, <laughs> like, I'll run whatever comes into the garage. Whatever we get that runs and drives off the road, I'm, I'm down to run it. That's awesome. <laughs> and you win with all of it, so you can't, you can't beat it. I mean, that's, that's, that's the way to be. Yeah. For sure. Mark Benjamin said, someday you're going to be old like Brian and Mark, and, and you'll want to slow down. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I, I contemplate it all the time, but then for some reason I get motivation out of nowhere. Yeah, it happens. It happens to the best of us. But I also want to thank you guys for having me, too. I mean, absolutely. already hear about your mom. and Thanks. Hope things go a little bit better. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, uh, Stephen, man, congratulations on on the wins this week, and congratulations to the team, and we look forward to seeing you someplace here before too long in 2021. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you soon. So I don't think Brett will get upset with me telling this story, but I text him or call him. I text him, and he told me to call him later. So I knew we'd ended up second, and I said, well, what happened? He said, where Ren went. I said, oh, I said, you know, what what did you break? He said, I haven't taken it apart yet to check. So he said two minutes into the feature, he could feel it like dragging, bogging. So he said he thought his uh, pinion brake was hung up. Sure. So he broke the line to release the pressure. Hey, Tim, that's Chris. Let me put you in. And ran the rest of the feature with no brakes. That's crazy. So he just pulled the line out? Just broke it. He couldn't get it pulled, so he just broke the line so it would release all the pressure. (laughs) That proceeded to drive it down to second. I was like, <laughs> "All right, that's pretty cool." And the, and it was the rear end had failed, right? Yes, that's what left him. Yeah, the, the second or third five thousand dollar check for towing down there. I guess it's not so yeah, bad. Yeah, second isn't bad. Five thousand dollars second place is not bad at all. I bet you, I know one person that's happier than Brett. Oh yeah, this gentleman right here, Tim Mann. Congratulations, man! Ten thousand dollar win at Buried Alive. Congratulations. Hey, thanks. When's the last time you got a check for ten grand at one time? <laughs> Uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, take us through what that last little bit was like. I mean, you saw the the last two cars coming together. Brett has the the rear end failure, and and all of a sudden there you are, looking at a checkered flag. Oh, it, it was amazing. <laughs> I can tell you that. But it was oh, it was crazy. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I was having engine problems and. 
fear and problems all at the same time, and I just tried to hold it together as long as I could and made it work. Was there, I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at the engine problems, and, and I'm certain that you recognize at least to some degree the double zero of Brett Relia. He's run, he's terrorized Pennsylvania and, 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 and all over New York as well. Northeast is, is uh, pretty familiar with what he can do. Um, was there any point where you looked around and thought you knew for sure you had it, or you thought for sure that it was not going to be yours to be had? <laughs> I've seen some of the cars that were left, and I knew, I knew from the beginning Brett was going to be one of them at the end. And I knew it was getting down to it's either I start picking on him now or he's going to have even more of a fresh car for the end. And I just knew it was time to start turning it on. What ended up happening to Bo? I know he had that. I saw a picture of his wagon on Facebook afterwards, and that thing looked pretty nasty. But I see he wasn't in the top two or three that I, I heard right off. Do you, do you know what happened to him by any chance? Uh, he busted, I believe it was a passenger side tie rod. I seen he was dragging that front tire around. Gotcha. Probably halfway through. Oh. At the end, it really, really started dragging, and he couldn't get around as good. He yeah. lost steering early and fought that wagon. And Yeah. You got, what do you get, like sixth or so, something like that? Well. Yeah, I believe he got about six. But, I mean, this, this win is certainly one um, – I don't take this wrong, Tim, but man, if 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 you were going to ask me on Saturday who's coming away with the win, um, the handful of names probably wouldn't have been yours. I was ecstatic when when I saw your name come across as the winner. Believe me, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, we 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 talked with uh, Ken earlier. What what did you think of the pace? He he, you know, he was he said it was definitely a an on the gas show, and you you had to really drive for it. What did you think of the pace between the heats and the feature? Oh, he was, it was slow for about first 10 seconds, and then everyone just started lining people up, and if you were sitting still, you were definitely a target in that heat, so you just had to keep moving and keep your head on the swivel. Nice. What was your car choice? I had a 2011 P71. Sweet. They're usually pretty tough. The noses of those are pretty tough. They do all right. Um, yeah, I, I found that out. That was the first one I ever built, and I'm very impressed with them. What, uh, you said you were having some motor problems. What, what kind of motor did you have? What did you run? Uh, I had a Baldwin 331 Nitro motor. Oh, okay. Ford. Gotcha, gotcha. What, uh, what, what was the problem? I mean, was it skipping, or what, what happened to it? Oh, uh, well, it was running good till it came down to three of us, and I pushed Brad across the track. And it just sounded like it lost all the pressure at the top of the motor. You could really hear hear the valves like it was hot, hot. Oof, that's I not good. Lost some power. So that is that is very much borrowed time. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, uh, the oil light didn't come on, so I knew I was still in the clear for the most part. But I just tried picking my shots and making them count, and try to get it over with as fast as possible. And, and being the responsible driver that you are, that if the oil light had come on, you probably would have shut it off right then to protect it, right? Uh, I don't know. When it was down to three, <laughs> I might have pushed my luck. Well, I mean, if you, you win, you walk away with ten grand. That that pays for a, a rebuild on a motor. <laughs> Five grand for seconds is pretty good f- freshen up. So it's you know, it's, it's hard yeah, to get down I that close. I was in the clear if something happened. 
Did uh, maybe I missed it? Did you say what engine you had in that? Baldwin three thirty one. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, his Ford Nitro motor. Gotcha. Yes, that was uh, when I was talking with um, uh, TJ earlier. He did mention that it was a Ford with Ford power, which nice. we don't see that yep. very rarely. Getting in, in victory lane. Now well. what? Is it like a? Is it an older block, or is it just like a, a new style four nine or five zero that he did some work on the the original like motor itself? Do you know offhand? Uh, that that motor actually came out of a eighty second or eighty six Squid Town car. Okay, I didn't know if he used one of the older blocks or if it was a new block. He just did a, did some. He must have stroked it to get it to three thirty one. I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I literally sent him a bare block, a starter. And a carburetor, and I got a complete motor back. <laughs> That's terrific. The yeah, only Lincoln that I've ever been, you know, in, in our travels that was really known for its um, uh, performance qualities was Gary Ballou's. Other than that, the '80s Lincolns weren't really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I know for a while they still do different. Or uh, guys were stroking the Chevy 305s. And they were getting like a three thirty something out of that, and that was a lot of torque, and and they were they were good motors as well. But I didn't, I didn't know that they were doing it with Fords. That's that's cool. Real quick to revisit some folks chiming in in the chat. Bo was fourth. Okay, we're getting fourth with that one. Cool. That wagon. Well, I, I was. Uh, um, it was very interesting to hear that the that the Ford motor was out there because we always hear that the three fifty, the three fifty five, the the Boy. GM stuff is. It's so plentiful. It's so common. It's it's cheap and easy to do. And you get away from the the from that blazed path that it starts getting real expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had the conversations about the Mopar engines how many times, sure. and that it's just not feasible. But yeah. it, I was reminded when uh, TJ was telling me about the motor that Tim had, um, Chuck Hebing, and some of the other uh, 360 drivers up here. Yeah. Obviously. It's not exactly the same. It's not yeah. a true parallel. But the 360 sprint car drivers were, were messing around with the Roush Yates Ford power plants yep. for a while, and they were they were holding up fine. So yeah. um, uh, maybe maybe Tim's going to be a trendsetter. <laughs> well, you know, the, the Ford motors, have, the Ford small box have always been a really good motor. And to be honest, I've never, you know, looked into building one. But I know they're, you know, they were, John Byrash ran one in his sprint car for years, won a lot of features. Um you know, the, obviously the cup stuff, that's, but I mean, it, it would make sense to, that they would be, you know, a good, tough, you know, motor for, for derbies. I just, he, this is the first one that I've heard that's, that's one, one of the big shows. So, I mean, it's, and it's, you know, it's neat that, you know, guys will go out and try something a little different. I mean, you know, everybody runs a Crown Vic with a 355 Chevy in it, you know, so it's, it's cool to go out on the limb and, and do some different stuff. And when you have a success, I mean, it makes it, you know, definitely makes it worth it. So, you know, it's definitely good to see. Alex Vasco chiming in. He's got a Ford 351 Windsor. Yep. I've done with one or two of those. Yeah. I've done, I've done with all three. There was a Windsor, a Cleveland, Cleveland, and a Modified. And the Modified was actually 400 cubes. Yeah. But I've, I've ran all four of those. Remember when Frankie Cabrera had that 360 Mopar small block? Yes. And I remember what it cost. <laughs> That's a discussion for another show. <laughs> uh, Tim... Do you have anything else planned for this year? Is this is this money going to be invested in next year's plans, or has <laughs> has Mrs. Man already told you what that's going to be spent on? I don't know. I'm smart. I ain't got one of those yet. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got his own ten grand. Good for you. <laughs> Absolutely. 
But for Derby, Derby, we're pretty much done for the year. We're this definitely cut into hunting season, so I'm anxious to get in the woods. I'm getting a lot of pictures on the camera and finally get in the woods and see what happens there. We had a question coming in. Uh, Gary Gary Crosco is asking, how many frame plates did you run on the front of the car? Um, inc- well, including the bumper plate, the fixed plate, and my arm plates, I had five plates on each side. Five on each side. I guess that helps things. Yeah, that's not bad. Right? <laughs> it's not so bad. I didn't realize I – well, I guess I, I I can't lie. I didn't look at the rules, so I didn't know if they got fixed up plates or not. <laughs> I'm not a big rules guy. Yep. My, my, my builds are pretty easy. <laughs> that's why you weren't in the 10,000 win class. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think everybody knows. <laughs> not lying. That's, that's sort of how it goes. Well, it was funny. Just real quick, we were at uh, – when we went to Keystone this year, it was you know Zach went down with me. Like I said, it's, it was his first you know big show. He's like, Dad, why don't you run one of these cars? I'm like, Do you see how much work goes into these things? I'm like, It takes us forever to get our stock cars ready. I'm like, I don't want to do all the extra work. And I'm like, And I'm too old and fat and out of shape. And I would just I'd be in traction for a week afterwards. So, but it's great. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to see that there's all these ten thousand dollar shows popping up, and mm-hmm. you know they're they're having this success. So it's it's great to see, and I'm sure next year there'll be even more of them. And it's it's a great thing for demolition derby, and ten grand, and then five grand for second. That's a pretty damn good payout. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what third got, but fifteen grand for the first two spots is is pretty impressive. That's that's awesome. So. So we have we have we have kickstarted some debate. Oh. So I don't want to I don't want to leave this quite yet. We got TJ McCulloch. Uh, we're going to run through all the winners and everything. Just sort of recap with TJ here in a minute. But we have a big question about what trans was behind the what, what trainees you have behind the three thirty one. And just a reminder from Duncan Cram, Justin Bolster has a three hundred two Baldwin that's quote stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so what transmission did you have behind that? Uh, it, it had a turbo 350 behind it, built by Divert. Okay, so that'll take a beating too. Yeah, that's they're pretty tough. <laughs> I know this guy named Jeremy Gully that yeah. runs those transmissions. <laughs> he works them out pretty good. <laughs> so cool. Did you what? Did you have to get? Again, I've never worked the Fords or Chevys. Did where did you get the adapter to put the Chevy on the trans or the Ford? Or did you build your own? Or how'd that go? No, uh, I believe we got it from Summit. It was uh, an all bolt-on kit. It used stock uh, Ford starter and everything. It was all bolt-on. It was really easy. Wow, that's cool. Man, I wonder if they make the one of those for Chevy to go on a Dodge. That'd be cool because <laughs> I've burned up some Tracer transmissions. and <laughs> have to look into that, I guess. You're the kind of guy that could use a diver. Yes. Yes, I could. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Awesome. Uh, to answer your question, um, Nick uh, Miseraca, I hope. Miseraca, uh, 2500 for third, 1500 for fourth, and 800 for fifth. And I almost think that after I read that, that, that TJ went through that payout last week. Yeah, I didn't make it past you talking about my mom no, last week. I, so. I, I knew that. <laughs> I just... I just I saw it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I remember either reading that someplace. That's or, that's a damn good payout. Yeah, cool. It's not bad. Not bad at all. And the lion's share of it going home with Tim Mann. A lot of money got taken back to Pennsylvania between Stephen and Tim and Ken. Uh, and, and Ken. Not uh, not too bad as a whole. We're going to be catching up with TJ here in just a moment. Tim, is there anybody else that you want to make mention of here before we let you go? Yeah. Big thanks to my brother. He spent late nights in the garage with me early mornings 
the other guys that helped me out, my cousin Rodney Stroll. Uh, there's the list goes on and on, but you got Smith Metalworks with awesome parts. They helped me out big time. Uh, family supporting me. Like I said, the list just goes on and on. I can't thank everyone enough for helping me out and supporting me. Cool. Fantastic, man. Well, congratulations again. Uh, enjoy it. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you soon. Hopefully we can talk about another one of these big wins in the future. Absolutely. <laughs> congratulations again, Tim. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Same good one. There goes Tim Mann, $10,000 winner at uh, the Dead Man uh, Buried Alive event down in Cumberland, Maryland. So, Frankie Guy, do you have his number? I don't. I'll give it to you. You need to call him. Okay. There's definitely a Dodge to Chevy Trans kit. So. Wow. There's that. (laughs) Cool. That's interesting. (laughs) I don't know if it's all blocks, one block, or or what it might be, but nonetheless, it's something to to keep in the back of your mind, I suppose. Cool. Yes, I figured that was something that you'd be interested in. Jeffy's Fab Farm was there supporting the show. Um, GMW Motorsports was there supporting the show. Cool, yeah, I saw, saw some pictures. Uh, his, his his treatment, he was in for a checkup. His treatment was successful, as successful as one could could hope. And thankfully, because they said if it wasn't, he probably wouldn't have been in Maryland. So <laughs> so, so he was out in Maryland having a good time and, and awesome. You know, he's doing it the right way, and I'm glad he's able to. Good for him. Yep. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't fault it. Right? No. no. Now, now. On a side note, I haven't talked to Ed since he went in for the, the, the 10 rounds of radiation or anything, and he keeps promising me that we're going to talk in the evening, and I don't want to call and interrupt him, but the one time I got a phone call from him, it was Kathy, and it made me really nervous, but I talked to him tonight. He says we're going to get together tomorrow, so I am Good. really looking forward to that. He said that the show is outstanding. He's all excited and wants to talk it up. He had live videos and everything. It Good. Was, it was good, it was good all the way around. Jeffy's Fab Farm was there as well. Recognized as an industry leader in all manner of fabrication needs. Uh, Jeffy is a national go-to for a number of demolition derby parts, specializing in the LS conversion components and also earning derby credentials with their various header offerings. Jeffy's Fab Farm just released uh, earlier this summer a solid four-cylinder Camry engine mount and then Hyundai Elantra 1.8 liter and 2.0 headers. Yeah. So offers bumper-to-bumper selection, including fuel and air parts, suspension and transmission item steering components, pedal shifters, switches, and gauges if you need it. You can find it on the farm, jeffysfabfarm.com. Check out the virtual store and order now. Um, Jeffy's Fab Farm has a Blizzard Bash team this year. Really? Yeah. I'll have to tell you about that in a minute. Smith Metalworks is an all-purpose metal fabrication shop that has taken the Northeast by storm. Smith Metalworks features more than 40 years of combined metalworking experience, and then they had that rear end out there this weekend under Ken's car that got a bunch of attention. The hallmark of the product line is the pointed and flat bumpers, then the super stock bumper. All those replicate popular factory releases. They can be stuffed or in hollow. There's a compact version of the pointed bumper as well. Other items include Crown door skins, battery boxes, engine mounting systems, pedal combos, shifters. The shop offers all sorts of odds and ends, such as distributor clamps and weld-in centers. Be sure to ask about the GM floor liners. In-person locations are in Mercer, Uniontown, and Bethlehem. And uh, if you want, they'll ship it to you as well. SmithWeldWorks.info, online experience and passion. Second to none. Serena Brandt checking in and uh, Vito checking in. Near it sells the conversion and with a bell housing itself for your, your Dodge to. I don't think we can change bell housings though. Um, I, yeah, that's the that's one of the. I'd have to, it have to be stock transmission. But 
I mean, who knows? Information's information. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, I'll go back and check everything when I get home. Nothing. Unified Point Series, final event of 2020 is Coke Promotions, Turkey Derby in Portland, Indiana. John Shipley leading right now, 106 points. Don Santel with the win last week has closed it to within six. They might not even be in the same division when they get out there. So the, really, really close. Everything else is pretty much locked in where it's going to fall in terms of the top five. So uh, you want to stay up to date, 527unifiedseries.com. Good to hear. Um, <laughs> Vito is uh, Vito's messaging and asking if uh, we know who's going to be on the Jeffy's Fab Farm team, and, and we're all laughing. Chris Barkhart does. No, <laughs> we're all laughing because we're talking about the same thing. Special Demolition Derby season has come to an end. The long tumultuous season. What a winding road it was. Find out about upcoming events in 2021, smashitderby.com. Many thanks to everyone who supported Smash It Dumb Legend Derbies through a challenging and unprecedented season. I saw a tweet today saying, I just want a precedented day because everything's always unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I guess, guess you had to be there. Unprecedented season. We could not do this without the support of the drivers, fans, fair boards, partners, year after year with all sincerity. Thank you from the Smash It crew. So off we go back up to full speed. We got to get TJ on the line. And we'll be, uh, I'll get him. You don't have to call him. No, I'm sitting here looking, and I'm like, dude, it can't be 8 o'clock. Yes, I don't believe that. uh, Yeah. I don't believe time changed at the FingerLakes1.com studios. No, it has not. And I was like, whew. It's... It hadn't changed at the gym either. Call I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get to... Then Zach's like, Dad, that clock's not fixed. All right, thanks, bud. (sighs) Made it a goal to stay up late enough to see the clocks change. Did you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I woke up at five thirty this morning. I wasn't happy. And one TJ McCulloch. TJ sounds very refreshed and, and up to speed on the line. TJ, how are you? You don't sound tired at all. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad that this podcast was not yesterday because I have no voice at all. <laughs> did it uh did it go as well as planned? looking in people told me that it, it it looked like it went very well um from the inside it was interesting um it, sometimes things fall in place and sometimes things just fall all over the place and it seemed like both were kind of happening to like just make it work um i just got to give a shout out to all those amazing promoters out there that run these type of shows uh, wow hats off to you guys um sometimes i see you guys and you're like perfectly calm and i have no idea how you do it uh, so hats off to you guys for putting on a great example for me to to get to at least uh, get my first one under my belt. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad it went so well. I, we, we hit on Ken Kiskadden's win in the Dead Man Rumble, Stephen Sickles and, and his team winning in the team event, and then uh, winning in Trucks and Vans, and then Tim Mann winning in the uh, 10,000 win class. You got the rest of the winners list there, and I know we had some some folks in the chat that were asking about the um, about the youth division. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the four-cylinder compacts was uh, Mr. Kyle Baker, um, Thomas Schmidt, uh, then Schmidt Happens took down the six-cylinder class. Uh, Mason Stacy took down the youth full-size class. Matt Ryan, Pro Stock 80s is newer. Um, DJ Dominic Fabry took down the full-size stock class. The Choker three-man team compacts went over with uh, Jonathan Hamlin, Steven Sickles, and uh, Mark Metz, and then Sickles took on the, uh, you know, the vans, SUV, mini trucks. And then, of course, uh, with the 10,000, the win, we you know, Tim Mann and, you know, Ken coming in with that rumble car. Right on. I, uh, I missed Kyle Baker winning that. I knew that he went down there. I didn't realize that he won. 
Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard much. Uh, I'd heard some of the results, but we not really should have. I should have been on top of that. We should have had him on the show too. That's um, it's uh, no intentional offense there, Kyle. Kyle's, There's always uh, next week. This, <laughs> we have nothing but hey, time. Hey, we can do two two weeks of dead man. It sounds great to me. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be three by the time we're done. <laughs> Well, I, I do have to say this is is very humbling to be on on Crash Course, but now I get the full show with Brian be there. It's even better. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Well, it's, when when uh, I came down to Keystone and you guys had the booth set up, and Chris was like, "Did you go over and introduce yourself?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not real good at introducing myself." So I I, uh, I guess I kind of dropped the ball there. Didn't didn't get a chance to go over and say hi. But uh, congratulations! It sounds like you uh, you guys had a good show and. Uh, you know the the payout was was uh, second to none. So I mean, it's 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 great to have another uh, another guy stepping up and uh, helping out the Derby world. It was about forty eight thousand dollars you ended up paying up, right? I think it was forty eight forty eight thousand six hundred. I think what we ended up paying. I think we kicked up the Reaper. We kicked up the Reaper award to a thousand dollars in the uh, in the graveyard rumble because that was insane. Um, and you know we tried to you know we tried to pay at least all of our Reapers um, at least five hundred dollars. Um, you know, and then a couple of people chimed in. You know, Frankie, I said, "Hey, listen, we want to we want to come in and, and and sponsor something." And I said, "Well, I followed the hardcore tour all year, and the compacts were absolutely insane. You got to put your name on this hardcore this uh, four cylinder class because it's going to be out off the chain, um, and it did not disappoint. Oh my gosh, it did not disappoint. That was the most dangerous heat I've ever seen in my life. I was standing on the wall, and I just said, uh, "No, I'm going to stand back here." It was absolutely horrifying. I, I was like, I actually got on the on the mic at one point in time and said listen triple quadruple check the drivers this is absolutely dangerous <laughs> that's crazy uh, donnie hartzell got a reaper award down there right if i'm not mistaken yeah. he got a he got a mad dog down there yeah i completely i i dropped the ball I, i'd seen that um i think brett put up but no that's not true uh donnie's son posted a picture and usually donnie has by at this point has run you know five ten derbies right. 20 cars at those shows i mean he's and this is the first one he's had this year so he's usually you know, fighting brett's so you can win on their birthday yeah they uh, I, I was glad to see donnie go down there and even more happy to hear that uh, he got a, a, a reaper award so that's that's awesome yeah and, and sorry about the terminology we I, I think you guys have seen we try to do everything as much as possible to be different and we went with reapers and i can't tell you how many times somebody said hey i was the mad dog i mean the reaper you know it, it's it's hard to change that kind of terminology up on people but but we always say that you know our reapers are different you really got to earn them we always say that reapers walk mad dogs on a leash man and i think that these drivers definitely <laughs> lived up to that that's awesome uh the the overall Reaper Award went to Josh Orndorff, right? Yeah, um, I, um, I. One of the big things with me is um, I, I just wanted to make sure the drivers were safe, um, and I was just constantly looking in. I, I was there for the entire show, and I honestly don't remember half of it because I just spent ninety percent of my time watching a car get hit, checking the driver going back to the car, checking the driver. So, I mean, I missed so much of it, but I let my crew go and vote. Um, we had about like eight or nine people vote. Um, if it was close, we went to two other people to break the tie. Um, and it was definitely close in a lot of issues, but yeah, he ended up bringing that home. Sweet. I think, I don't want, listen, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but, you know, as a promoter, you always want to, you know, improve on your show from year to year to year to year. Yeah. So I think next year, your your main Don't. goal is that you have to get the dead man there to be the master of ceremonies. 
Like if you start talking now, let's let let's get him there, and then I can come down and be his bodyguard. I mean, I know he's you know ten inches taller than I am and built like a brick shit house, but I could just walk out next to him and just he's, pretend. He's doing appearances. He probably drive the scarecrow with a pumpkin head on Jimmy Fallon, right? Listen, That's awesome. Listen, okay, this is so funny because um, long long story short, um, we actually before COVID ha- happened had set up to have an actually an actual wrestling event underneath the pavilion uh, which ended up being where jmw was which was awesome for them but um there was going to be an actual wrestling event there to entertain the fans during any downtime we had or and they were going to say they asked me they said who do you want and i'm like well (laughs) can you find out how much the undertaker's appearance fee is like i will totally take a tombstone or a choke slam from the undertaker and they were like i think you might want to stick with hacksaw jim (laughs) duggan Yeah, Hacksaw's probably a little cheaper than the Undertaker. <laughs> I, think, I think the Undertaker was like forty grand, and I'm like, my gosh, if, if I if I can if I can get eight thousand people in the stands on this, um, forty grand to go in a pocket, and I will have him here next year. <laughs> I just I would just I had this dream of you know pulling out, you know, walking up and acting like the Undertaker, and all of a sudden the lights go out, and I turn around and I'm facing the real Undertaker, and he he choke slams me through like the hood of an Imperial or something like that. It, oh yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be one of the coolest things I saw in the Derby. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest challenges um, with with Mark Elliott knowing that I'm a huge wrestling fan and all the fun stuff that Mark and I talked about, and honestly, I had 50 different things planned for this weekend, and a lot of it just didn't work out. So I just I just left it on on the table for the next time. And uh, but one of the hardest things was always checking over my shoulder, waiting for Mark Elliott to like hit me with a stone cold stunner because he told me it was coming. <laughs> so I avoided it all weekend. And uh, he he actually got me into a conversation in the middle of the grandstands, and then I kind of like looked and I was like, oh, he's going to do it. So I just kind of like backed away. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. We, we were having so much fun. Oh my, it was so much fun. That's cool. I'm glad everything went well. When's the date for the next one? Well, okay. So, <laughs> so people were told me I was crazy for doing a uh, doing a two day event with nine classes, um, and I said, you know, hey, listen, I, I'm not the kind of guy that that dips his toe in the water. I, I go in head first. Um, I jumped in head first, and because I had an amazing, amazing tech crew an amazing group of people around me. Um, we, we had some bumps and bruises, for sure. Everybody does. We have so much to improve on, but I really feel like we set ourselves up for the possibility to succeed in the future. And and that's that's what's humbling is, is that we have the support of the people that say, we're going to come back and give you another chance to even be better and, and, and fix the problems that you did have and do that. So you guys heard it first right here. We're coming back in April. Late April. I'm not going to tell you everything. Okay. But Dead Man Derby presents three-day event, No Mercy. <laughs> you, know, you know, TJ, um, you said you, you wanted to meet The Undertaker, and it'd be cool to have him at your event, but you keep this kind of stuff up with Dead Man and Undertaker and No Mercy. You might not meet The Undertaker, but you'll meet a bunch of lawyers from the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Well, you know, it is what it is. I think that's awesome. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Three day show, nice. 
That'll be fun. You know, hey, listen, you know, there's people that put no fear on T-shirts all day long. I know. Um, nobody can copyright words and stuff like that. But we, we like to have the play. And honestly, like, you know, I've always said, you know, listen, you can expect no mercy from our Reapers. And then I was just like, oh, well, duh, there's the next name for the uh, for the event. And then, hey, I could have done it in June called SummerSlam. I'm trying to avoid some stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it obvious. So uh, when are you going to have Russ, when are you going to have uh, Derby Mania? That's, I mean, that's got to be in there somewhere, right? Yeah, Derby Mania. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're, we're, you know, as far as the, the wrestling stuff, like, you know, we're Dead Man Derby Productions, not promotions. Um, yeah. We like to uh, refer to ourselves as a production company mm-hmm. where we want to entertain. Yep. We want to constantly keep people on their toes, constantly change up the things. You know, there's when you're watching a movie and all of a sudden there's a big twist. We want to throw those twists at our drivers and really put people on the edge. Like, and I did that this week. I changed up a couple of things to the point of the likes, and I hope Brett's okay with me telling the story, but you know, Brett really comes up to me during the trick-or-treat. It's like the first time I had a chance to, like, breathe. He comes up to me and says, so, TJ, uh, I got to ask you, how much are you going to mess with us in the 10K feature? And I was like, hey, it's just the way to find out. You know, like, I had people thinking, and, and that's what I wanted. I didn't want the drivers to just sit tight and be comfortable all night long. Sure. Well, uh, well, you did it well. There were some comments in the in the chat about the the twists and turns, and um, I, uh, I had a conversation with somebody earlier today who we discussed the fact that demolition derby drivers don't like surprises. It works good for it works good for for soap operas, but it doesn't always translate well for demolition mm-hmm. derbies. But as you said, it's a production. It's it's not just promotion. So keeping everybody guessing and, and at the end of the day demolition derby is still an entertainment sport you got to keep people entertained and and it sounds like you did that in spades over the course of uh uh your inaugural weekend so i, I offer congratulations to you and look forward to hearing more about it um especially this with this april date coming up uh, before we let you go is there anybody that you wanted to make mention of oh absolutely our, our head tech officials um you know jacob killian and and Dominic Fabry were just absolutely wonderful. They gave us a great. Um, they gave me a lot of confidence to be able to leave the barn and, and know that that was taken care of. All the all the wonderful staff that that just was so great and took so much off of my plate this week. Uh, Mark Elliott for bringing the excitement. You know, just raising the bar for everybody. He was awesome. Trackshot Live for being there and giving us a platform to uh, succeed in the future going forward with so many views. Um, Alex Alex Vasquez. Mm-hmm. Just awesome, awesome on-track shots. When you go back and watch just the carnage that he captured after Keith was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, you know, just special, special thanks to, you know, just everybody upholding the integrity of the event and inspection. This is so much, you know, hype that I gave up to it, and they lived up to it, which was awesome. Uh, gave me clout, which was really important. And then all the other promoters that backed me going through here, um, especially Frankie Guy, who was right there by my side <laughs> the entire time, the entire weekend. Um, just you know, anything I needed, he was there for me, uh, which was great. Having somebody that with the experience, um, sometimes I had to lean on him, find some decisions. You know, like, hey, what do you think? What do you think here? Give me some advice, and then we move forward. All the sponsors: uh, Smith Metalworks, Queen City Motors, Jeffy Savpar, Carl Belt, and so many more. But most of all, man, we got to thank our drivers. I asked, please come put on the show of shows for me and bring people to come back to Dead Man next year. And they absolutely hit it out of the park. People said, people have asked me, they said, how do you feel how it went? I said, if it was if it was up to me, I would tell you it was a 10 out of 10 based on the drivers on the show that they put on. I have work to do. Those drivers have zero work to do. They did everything that they could possibly do to give the best show for these fans. And I just thank them. And I'm extremely humbled and cannot wait to move forward. And I just appreciate the platform you guys have given me to, to talk about Dead Man Derby. 
Absolutely, man. Well, uh, when you got more news, let us know. We'll look forward to catching up with you again soon. You got it, guys. We'll see you. Enjoy, enjoy a couple days off. <laughs> I'm going to sleep, man. <laughs> we'll see you later. There goes TJ McCulloch wrapping up Dead Man Derby. What a weekend. You see uh, Jason Dross had a 60, I think it was a 66 New Yorker six window. Mm-mm. Ran that out there. You ever no. seen one of them? I don't think so. You know the Newport that I have? Yeah. It's that body style, but they called it a town sedan. And in that back pillar, they put a window. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was a really neat. There used to be one that was tooling around. Uh, it was one that was tooling around Geneva. It was the same color. Cool. That, that blue. It was a, it was a neat-looking car. That, and it was only available on the New Yorker. That's cool. It was only available on the New Yorker. And it was only available, I think it was only available in 66. I don't know. Well, no, that's not true because the one that was in Geneva was uh, 65 because it had the hash marks in the glass over the headlights. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like the Imperials had. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I was bored trying to get my derby fix. I don't know. One of the days, one of the last 10 days, my mind's been. But um, I find this local fair show. I assume it was in Pennsylvania. And Tiffany Hahn's running it. So I said, oh, I got to watch this. And Tiffany Cleanhouse got to win. <laughs> hard to believe. Yeah, hard to believe. She uh, drive, driving a pretty nasty Cadillac. So I don't know when it was, how recently, but hell of a driver right there. So uh, Jason took one of the hardest shots that he's ever seen in his life. Frankie Guy said that about Jason Draws in that New Yorker. Um, so there's been a lot of chatter about this whole Mopar to Chevy thing. Al Crockett said there's a Summit adapter that'll let you put a Chevy Trans behind a Chrysler engine. The, the Ultra Bell conversation has been dominating most of it. Duncan Cram reminded me that Zach Daniels has a GM Trans behind his uh, behind his Mopar and that's a, that's a Baldwin 360 that he's got. So Yeah, I knew Baldwin's built some Mopars. So there's, I, there's a, we a might have, of that going around. We might have talked to somebody that had a Baldwin Mopar once, if I remember right. Yeah. Jeffy offered to build me a Magnum, but... Jeffy was there. Yeah. So we talked about Jeffy's Fab Farm. Hopefully I can find it here quickly. There it is. Uh, Jeffy's Fab Farm. Corey Beal, Ben Burns, Brandon Reimer, Vito, and Tyler Reed teaming up on Team Jeffy's Fab Farm for Blizzard Bash, which is coming up a week from Friday. Qualifying or national? RDP Derby. There's a Blizzard Bash for the video game. Really? Yeah. How cool is that? Wow, that's pretty neat. It's coming up. It's going to be on the same weekend that it would have been. Two-day show. Uh, Realistic Derby Project is hosting it this weekend. They just, uh, this this past weekend over Halloween, they just released the uh, 1987, I think it was the 19, I think it was an 87 Lincoln body. Yeah, I saw that. So that's out, and um, yep. I feel bad. You guys, you were talking about, you know, you've talked to me about a couple um, shows, derby shows, and then some other guys have said stuff. And my wife is in the process of finishing her degree, so she's been at all remote. So she's been busy with the computer. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to run. But um, I thank everybody that's, that's tried to get a hold of me and tried to get me to run, and eventually. Some of this time off I have here in the next two months. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, we're going to do it. I'm ready to hold it wide open and junk some stuff. I ran last night. 
Jordan? I got through the heat, and apparently how I got through the heat was not popular, because when I got out there for the feature, they put me over the wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> Made him grumpy, huh? <laughs> did you come back in wide I, open like I did at Penny Ann, or I no? I, I, had a Ford, I had a Ford wagon, and I put a Chrysler pointy on the front of it, and the pointy stuck out so far when I went over the wall, the tire wall yeah went right up between the bumper and that was that <laughs> <laughs> did you put the point to good use in the heat uh no no well i can't say that um there was a yellow car that was <laughs> can't wait till uh decent deal checking in can't wait to see how much mercy dead man will have after seeing this weekend he's guessing none so that's kind of cool um i had to run the four speed in it because it was one of those budget builds where you only had so much money to invest in the car so i ran the four speed and there was twice where I got to third gear when I got to the car. I was gonna hit. <laughs> Impressive. I uh, I opened up the side of a of a bubble vic pretty bad, and the bumper was turned sideways, and the corner pedal was pushed over. It was it was pretty cool. And then I caught him nose to nose once, and and when I backed away, the front of the the hood was laid back at ninety degrees, and the core support was angled back. So that was kind of cool. And you didn't feel sore at all afterwards. That's the beautiful <laughs> nope, thing about that nope. game. When it, when, after I got hung up, I watched the football game. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yep, which was the same thing that Dallas did, ironically. Yeah, ironically. They, they watched the, which is great because if the Giants can't win, I just hope Dallas loses. <laughs> right. I'm pretty easy to keep happy. For sure. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. But I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, Are you running Blizzard Bash? No, I'm not. I'm not a captain, and I'm not participating at all. No, you're no. one of those. You're a pretty good driver. I figured you'd because I got to announce Blizzard Bash. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm, I understand now. <laughs> My bad. Forgot about yep. that part. Yep. I, I'm looking forward to it. it we got the uh, we were working on the drivers list stuff today. I think we got everything all filled out there. Uh, a lot of familiar names. There's some folks from from within the RDP group that are going to be there that have put together some pretty nasty teams. Um, David Lejewitt has a team. Cool. Kool Aid. He's got a team. And uh, Bobby Kraus. Bobby Kraus, famous from the thousand dollar win at the Crash Course Nationals. Yep. He's a team captain. So he's got Matt a Evans running. Uh, I did not see Matt on the list. Lee Marty. And Alex Sager have teamed up with J.J. Dorer for Team Prodigy, so that should be a pretty good team. Cool. Um, with those new cars that have come out, you've got B-Locks, and you've got dished window bars, and you've got you know, these, these weld frames and things. And there's a limit. You can only have 103 frame on your team, which is, sounds awful familiar to Topeka. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very cool. And uh, when we stream it, it'll be both days. It'll be on the RDP page, and then we'll cross-post it on the Crash Course page as well. Cool. If we should still do a crash course, even if we even should still do this, I saw that our numbers had dropped like forty-one percent in the last twenty-eight days, like our exposures and our reach and stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe we should just go to the end of the year and call it good. Just be done with it, right? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not happening. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we settled. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we got a date in Topeka already. Yeah. Yep. Or two. Yeah. Maybe one in Ohio and Memorial Day weekend. Oh, 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 Scott Kiefer's a, Scott Kiefer's a Cowboys fan. He doesn't like us picking on him. Mark Sorry, Cole. Scott. Hey, my Giants are worse than your Cowboys, so I got to pick on somebody. <laughs> and, and I think that, 
I think the leader of the NFC East is what still two games under five hundred. Yeah, uh, or at least Eagles. a game and a half. Eagles, yeah, they got a tie. Yeah, the, the, the they're gonna the, the the winner of the NFC East will be six and ten this year. Mark my words. <laughs> they'll get a they'll get a they'll get a first round. Uh, they know. won't get a first round bye. Well, I thought all division leaders get a first round bye because the first I thought they only had one team, not two. Because it's the top two. Yeah, I don't remember. It's the division leaders and then best record, and then I don't remember. They expanded. I thought they expanded the playoffs. I could be wrong. But what do you think, man? I think we're about done. Paul Hendrickson just posted. We talked about Paul was Mm -hmm. was down there. Laid some insanely hard hits. At one point, he hit the pile so hard that there were three cars off the ground, which was cool. I mean, I don't know if you've ever done that before, but it's something to check off the old to-do list. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um his, his rear end was in upside down, and he had three gears in reverse, which is cool. <laughs> That's fast going backwards. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't like going backwards slow. I couldn't imagine going backwards that fast. Yeah. Oof. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, all right. So we're, I think we're, we're covering it. Duncan Cranston says we're not stopping anytime soon. As a matter of fact, we are. We're, it's imminent, <laughs> yeah. actually. We're done for tonight. All right. Well, we sure do appreciate everybody checking in and hanging out with us for a little while on this one, number 329, in the books. Um, what we might do is we might try to get a hold of Brett, maybe get a hold of, of Paul, Kyle Baker, mm-hmm. Donnie. Uh, I know those guys are always got crazy schedules. Maybe Marcella we'll said she was going to come up sometime. I know. That what hasn't happened yet. You know, when are we going to have that conversation? Yeah, no kidding. Just, Hear about the the ins and outs of the Benjamin clan. Yes, yeah, so I would I would love to hear stories about what it's like growing up. But in all in all, in all reality, though, is she's she's too young to really remember her grandparents dominating. And she's old enough to remember her dad dominating. <laughs> yeah, he's done pretty good. But I remember at one point Harold got sick of looking at trophies and filled the van with trophies and took it to the scrapyard. What? Harold filled. got sick of looking at trophies. Yeah. So they fill the van that they were scrapping with trophies and took it to the scrapyard. Oh, congratulations to uh, Eldridge family. Yes. Actually, Eldridge and Sons uh, scrap used to be Trouts. They have taken over and are, uh, are, are working on that. Um, it's still going to be a pick and pull. Uh, besides the scrapyard, Jamie has been doing some work, getting stuff straightened out a little more as to how you would like to see things go. Um, Hardworking. Jamie is a very hardworking dude. Uh, his boys are, are uh, there with him. Uh, Timmy Ellison is also, I believe, there with them. So pretty much a family affair. Mm-hmm. Um, check them guys out. Eldridge, Eldridge and Sons Scrap. So I guess this means that Tim's going to have to like completely convert over to new style fours, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. Um <laughs> But they've they've always been uh, been been pretty good supporters of ours, so mm-hmm. appreciate you know. Good luck to those guys, and hope everything goes well. I'll probably be spending some time out at the yard because my family would be sick of seeing me every day for the next two months. So I'll probably go out <laughs> and hang out with Jamie until he gets sick of seeing me, and then I don't know, I'll walk around aimlessly. But you can always walk up the road and visit Einstein. What's that? Uh... That's the car repair shop that's just up the road. It's way back off of. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. I know shock yep. All right. Brian was Brian Hendrickson was the one who was out there, not Paul, my mistake, and Duncan says that we're not done doing episodes. This one, however, is in the books. That's gonna do it for us here at the North Park Building, Academy Square 329. We're all done. We'll see you next time. Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who hosts Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, 
and Capital City Carnage online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah, online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLinks1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York.